Welcome to Eventive Entrepreneurs, the podcast for business inspiration, featuring innovative entrepreneurs sharing their stories, best practices, and actionable tips, sprinkled with my favorite topic, event planning advice to build community and grow your business. I'm your host, Sarah Brush. Let's get this party started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have Rachel with us. Rachel is the founder of Exercise Your Soul. It's a heart-centered business that invites courageous men and women to stop hustling for their worth so they can live their most authentic and empowered life. The phrase Exercise Your Soul, though whimsical and catchy, is a way of life. It is an ongoing process of discovering your truth and discovering how to fully embody it. It is an integration of all of who you are, body, emotion, mind, and spirit. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Sarah. It's so good to be here. I am so excited to have you here. And we were just chatting before we press record, and we have a mutual friend, Megan. So I am just so happy that she connected us. Yes, absolutely. Yay. And I just, I'm really excited to hear your story because I know we don't know each other very well. We just met. So I'm just really excited to hear about all of the amazing things you're doing. And one of the things I wanted to start with is just kind of hear about how you got into entrepreneurship and how you really started Exercise Your Soul. Yeah. So I definitely call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Like I did not necessarily intend to be a business owner or anything like that. But what is true is that I've always felt really called to creating spaces for people to go deeper within themselves. And I grew up in the Mennonite church and um, felt this like divine call on my life when I was 16 and thought I'm going to be um a minister in the Mennonite church, I'm going to get an MDiv and I'm going to be in spiritual formation and things didn't really pan out that way. And then through just the course of events in my life, I had been divorced. I got remarried. I was a master teacher and, and this anxiety that has like been a thread through my life really started to peak. And I realized that I needed to do something different and I needed some different tools than what I had been really committed to and cultivating through my, my faith experience, which doesn't mean that any of those things were bad. I just realized that I needed to expand the tools in my tool belt. Mm. And so I found out about an organization out of California called CORE, and they do rites of passage workshops. And I had just taken a leave of absence from teaching um, and heard this looping message in my mind of like, I'm so stupid. I am so stupid. I'm so stupid. And I could not get that tape to stop. Mm. So I signed up for this workshop, had no idea what I was walking into. And what I connected with was my cells waking up and being like, oh my gosh, I'm not stupid. I am smart. Oh my gosh, I am enough as I am. Oh my word. The truth is that I am capable. I can do hard things. And it was like this waking up inside of myself that started me on a trajectory of turning within, of understanding all the different nuances of who I as Rachel am in the world, 
along with like, what have I been believing? What of those beliefs is true? And what if those beliefs is not true? And how do I acknowledge the things that aren't true anymore and find a way to release them and usher in, like cultivate what is true about who I am? So then this phrase, exercise your soul, has actually been present for me since college. So we're talking decades here. <laughs> and I, when I first got acquainted with that phrase, I think it was maybe even introduced to me by Sark. And I thought, oh, this is so lovely and delightful. And I made these watercolor paintings of flowers for my college girlfriends. And it said, exercise your soul on it. And I made it my Yahoo email address. And <laughs> I thought it was like just this whimsical, happy phrase. And over the course then of time, I realized that the notion of exercising my soul is so much deeper than being this clever and, and happy phrase that it really is a way of life. So that exercising my soul means that, you know, that's the practice of turning within and of seeing what is stirring inside of me on a deeper level? How do I release the things that are no longer true? How do I authentically connect with what is true? How do I expand my capacity to be vulnerable and to be with stuff that's kind of uncomfortable to look at so that the end result is that I am a more integrated whole and I can live out my life then from this place of wholeheartedness instead of like, these parts of who I am and just trying to scrap life together. Wow. And that's the real, I mean, that's so special that you had that experience to just kind of know like that you needed to change things in your life. And you mentioned teaching. So, um, how long ago, or like, when did you transition out of teaching then? And like, how many, how long has it been since you've been in your business? I, so in 2016, I stepped away from the classroom and really delved into my own journey. And I went through an intensive leadership training program through CORE, that organization from okay. California. And then I went through their advanced leadership and facilitation training. And that's when I really connected with this call again that I had felt as a teenager um, to, to ministry. But it was, it was beyond just the walls of a church. It's really the idea of um, transformation of, our, of all of who we are. So personal, um, I mean, so like our emotional well-being, our mental well-being, as well as our spiritual connection. And so it was in the spring of 2018 that I really heard this like voice of Rachel, you, it's time to start putting your work out in the world and inviting others into it. I began Exercise Your Soul as an LLC, like I made it all official and legit in September of 2018. And then I've, since then I've been like dabbling. I've written a number of workshops. I would host those a number of times a year, but I was still really in the role of mom and creating the, the home experience for our blended family. And then when COVID hit, that was, it happened right as I was like, okay, I'm ready to really go out and make exercise your soul, like my thing, like I'm ready to really grow it. And then COVID hit. And so I did school from home with my girls and 
then it was just about a year ago that I said, no, it's time. It is time to follow this deeper call that is on my life to create these spaces for others to come in and awaken to the truth of their wholeness, to cultivate those practices that will expand their capacity to live into this in the world um, and to integrate that truth into every cell of their being. So here we are. Yeah. And how did you figure out, you know, you, you know, your passion, you know, what you want to put out there in the world and impact people. How did you know, how am I going to transition this into specific services for people? You know, what in the type of programs that you want to offer, like, what was that process for you to figure out, like how to actually like, you know, monetize this and, and create all of that? Yeah. I really feel like that has just been an inspired part of what I do. And I happen to be a teacher by trade. So I love writing curriculum. I love writing lessons. I love creating opportunities for people to come in and be in the inquiry within themselves. And so because I do that so naturally, I just really naturally wanted to create workshops. I, I naturally wanted to write curriculum to to have people come in and participate in in the work um, in person really so so I knew that that is what I wanted to do and 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 then it ebbed to this um, like one-on-one work so I wanted to offer one-on-one work as a follow-up to workshops because in workshops stuff really starts to wake up in us and then what what do we do with it And so to offer the piece of one-on-one coaching allows anybody who is awake to that um, and wants to go deeper in it to take that step into one-on-one coaching. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I keep talking about this exercise your soul thing. And people are like, what does that even mean? So I thought I should write a book. And I should write a book. I didn't know you wrote a book. I did. Oh, secret not really a secret. It's out there. Um, <laughs> and it's called exercise your soul, ignite healing and wholeness in your life and live from the inside out. And my hope with the book was that it would be like a non-invasive way for people who are curious about the work, but maybe not ready to step into a workshop or ready to step and in, step into private coaching to start to see what it's about. And the book actually includes practices to exercise your soul. And it's like a, a workbook journal and you do things in it. Like, I hope that I don't see any of them on Amazon because people should be writing in them. And there's a place where you <laughs> cut something out and throw it off a mountaintop. And, and so I wrote the book and then I, one of the main things that I work from is this idea of the three selves of humanity. And so there's like the wounded self, the survivor self and the healthy self. And I start a lot of my workshops teaching this premise and I touch on it in my private coaching and it's really big. It's a really big idea. And I thought I want to give people a way to be with this knowing in their own space and time and really process it and come back to it. So then I was like, I should do a video course. I should do an online course. And so that's how that came up. It's really been this process of, of, of knowing what my gifts and strengths are, and then the different avenues of connecting with people. But then another side of it is that 
one of the really big things I talk about is mindfulness that our brains are so busy. We have these really wonderful thinking brains. They've got lots of great ideas. And, and we don't have to follow every single thought through, but we don't really know that because we feel so blended with our thoughts, like they are who we are. I think therefore I am. And so the notion of mindfulness is this space to just slow down and to start to downshift from the, the busyness of our of our thinking into the beingness of our body, of our heart, of our soul, of our emotions. And that that is this space where we get to start to unblend and then really look. And that's when we can really start to turn within. And I, as I was working with people, I saw not only is there like, oh my gosh, there's so much about these three selves of humanity and I need to understand this more. But the idea of slowing down is so challenging. And oh, so yeah, it was it from that. <laughs> yeah. So it was from that that I was like, okay, I need to write a workshop on cultivating mindfulness and tapping in through our senses, which is more accessible for people than um, more abstract ways to engage in meditation and mind mindfulness practices. So it's really been this dance between hearing my skills and talents and hearing what my clients are needing and wanting and feeling overwhelmed or frustrated with that kind of informs what comes next. Yeah. And are you, do, where are you doing these workshops? They happen in lots of different places. So I just did embodied living and the art of having, and that one was hosted at the foundry, which is a yoga studio okay, yeah, here in Phoenix. And I have um, done other events like in local venues, like churches where you can just rent space. And I also have done the events out of my own home. Okay, so nice. it's kind of wherever I feel led for particular uh, workshops to happen. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching in my office. I have an office right around the 51 in Shea. So people can come in here in live person. And then I also do work via Zoom. So both one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions. And I've also facilitated a number of workshops now via Zoom. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And I know you talk a lot about hustle and how it just yeah. doesn't work. And I know we kind of talked a little bit about that right now, but can you share just kind of your philosophy on that? Yeah. Okay. I also think it's hilarious because there's a lot of memes out there that, that celebrate the hustle and it's like, um, oh, I can't even think of any of them now. <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> I though, like, I know. But there's a lot and it's like celebrating the hustle. The hustle is a good thing. And and what I believe is that the hustle is made up of these actions that we take that look like they are being really helpful to us. They look like they're supporting us to be successful. They look like they're supporting us to be um, effective in whatever our work is or in our relationships. They look like they're helping us to be loving and kind. But the reality is that they're over accommodating for either a belief or a fear that is, is really buried deep down in our psyche. So the beliefs and the fears might be like, I am not worthy of having love or 
I am not important. What I do doesn't really matter in the world. Or nobody sees me. I don't matter. Or there isn't enough money. And so to like counteract that fear or that belief, it's like we, we over, over stress like the work. No, see me, see me, see me, hear me, hear me. No, look how good I am. Look how much I do. And that that's the hustle. And so the hustle has this energy of like pulling or sometimes it has the energy of like gripping and holding on. Sometimes it has the energy of really pushing, pushing far away. And, and it is, it is a very busy energy. It's busy and it is stressed. There is no peace in it. Any, any sense of peace is really an illusion. Any sense of success is actually an illusion. Like if it were taken away, we'd be faced with this. Oh shit. It's true. I don't matter. Oh, see, they didn't promote me to that position. I knew I didn't have anything to offer. I, who was I to think that I was worthy of that relationship? And so it doesn't work because it will never actually get us where we want to go in life. It will not, it will not help us to find the satisfaction and the peace and the joy that we all so desire. And so the alternative is to look is to find that place where that belief is or that fear and to really face it and learn to hold it with tenderness and compassion and then to allow whatever feelings come up around that and release it. And that's a process. That's not something that we can logic our way through because when people slow down and they think they're like, oh yeah, no, I know that there's this fear that I'm not worthy. And I also know that I really am. So why do these patterns keep happening in my life? And it's because it is is staying in this like just thinking spot. And to really have the life that we know we're worthy of and desire living, we need to drop into the experience of the qualities of that life. So if what I really desire is joy in relationships, but I'm not able to really be in the joy of the experience of the relationship I'm in now, I'm never going to have that. I'm always going to be chasing that carrot. Or if I really want to have a sense of wealth and abundance, but all I see right now is what I don't have, I'm never going to be in that place of satisfied living and, and knowing the plenty that I have. And so that's the trick with the hustle, that it, it's really sexy and appealing and it's conniving. And the illusion is that it's getting us where we want to go, but it's not. And to really get to that place we want to go, we have to slow down, turn within, find those false beliefs, find those fears, be with them with tenderness and compassion, allow them to ah, release and be connected with what is really true about who we are. Oh my gosh. That's so good. It's, it's so hard to get there though. Sometimes, isn't it? (laughs) Well, and that's why I exist. Yes. So it's true. And it's not anything that anybody should have to do by themselves. Yeah. 
um, it's it's not an easy path. Like I often say that this work isn't for the faint of heart. It is not for anybody who wants a quick fix. If you want a quick fix, keep hustling. Right. Um, if you want to live a satisfied, wholehearted, peaceful life, then the invitation is to slow down and to turn within. Yeah. And I mean, you gave a lot of advice right there. Do you have any other tips that you kind of like to share with clients around just, you know, living an authentic and empowered life? Oh, tips are so hard for me, Sarah. <laughs> they, feel, they feel like that kind of quickie fixy thing. Yeah. And, and the reality is that the, the most empowering tip I can give somebody is to be willing to stop, be willing to slow down, be willing to sit with yourself for five minutes without even a guided meditation on. Like I love, I love apps like um, Insight Timer and Headspace, so many awesome guided meditations out there. And it's, it's still filling thoughts. And so that's a great place to maybe start, but what is it like to just be with myself? I feel like I'm in like a peaceful state right now, <laughs> just listening to you talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then when I can be present with myself, what is it like to just be present with another human? Mm -hmm. Like I see you, Sarah, I see your beautiful <laughs> brown eyes right here. And it is so good in this moment to just be here. Yeah. Like, I really believe that we wouldn't even have to say anything. Like, I actually really believe that. That to simply show up with presence is enough. There's nothing we have to do. That moment that we start to think, no, I've got to get this thing done. That's the hustle. Right. And what is it like to lean into this possibility that who I am in this moment, who I am with in this moment, and what we are doing in this moment is actually enough. And when it's time to do something else, we'll know. When it's time to say something else, we'll know. Do you struggle, you know, because you're helping people with this, do you struggle with it yourself with, in terms of just like moving your business forward and, you know, how, how is it with you? Cause I know you're helping people with this, but do you struggle with it at all with the hustle? Oh, sister. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and that is one of the most important things that I feel like I want to tell people out there yeah. is that, um, the journey doesn't end. This is like turning within and finding these pieces. Maybe when we start the work, it's like there's some really huge things that are obvious to work on. Like when I really started doing my work, my, my relationship with anxiety was ginormous. Like I was having panic attacks left and right. So I clearly knew what I needed to work on. And now it becomes these like, it's like little splinters. So it might seem small to anybody else, but to the one experiencing it, it is painful. 
So I'll give you the example of enrolling for an event, Sarah. Enrolling hits this place inside of me that says, nobody really wants what I have to offer. Why would anybody come to my event? See, nobody's enrolling. I knew it. I knew nobody wanted what I have to offer. And so I had this, I have this experience every time I enroll for a program that, that I'm so excited about what it is that I'm creating, what I'm cultivating. I know my why, and then I panic that nobody's going to come or I panic that people don't want it. And, and so that's where my hustle comes up. It's like, what do I need to be doing? Who do I need to talk to? Am I not saying the right words? And I kind of go into this little tailspin, mind spin about, about it. And so that's like one way that my hustle can show up. And then I'm able to notice it and I'm able to be with that part of me that is afraid because it's not all of me that's afraid of that, right? Like there's just this part of me. Like she's really afraid that the truth is that I don't have anything good to offer. And so I get to be with her with kindness and compassion. Like, I hear you. I talk to myself that way a lot. Like, yeah, I hear you, Rachie. You're really worried that people aren't going to sign up for your workshop. Yeah. And it's okay to feel that fear. I know it's really scary. Yeah. And then to come in with the truth that we know our call is to create this opportunity, to create the space. And we know that the people who need to be there will be. And then the people who need to be at the events are there. And, and the work happens. So then I get to reinforce this knowing afterward and be like, yeah, Rach, I know. I know that it was really scary beforehand. And see, we can really trust the process. Right. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. How about, um, do you want to share a little bit about your digital course? Oh, I would love to. Okay. So it's called stop the hustle, start living fully. We have a theme here (laughs) and it is, it is all about this experience of, of trying so hard to get this thing we want and then not having it and acknowledging that discomfort and the pain that comes up when what we want is different than what we're experiencing. And so it's just four parts. It's a four part series where there's a video for each part. And I go into, um, I share about my story with the hustle. So you actually hear more about what my journey has been and how the hustle shows up and continues to show up in my life. And then each part also has a journal page. And this is really important because we can hear all the information come in. But again, until we're willing to drop down into our experience of it, it's not going to really do anything. Like things aren't going to change. So it is important that people take in my teaching piece and then allow themselves to like lean into what's coming up for them. And I guide you through it with these journal pages. And the idea is to just be really gentle and compassionate with yourself as you do turn in. Uh, Yeah, so I tell about my story and invite the participants into reflecting on their story. And then we look at the human condition and I start to introduce these ideas of the wounded self, the survivor self, and that's where the hustle shows up in the survivor self. 
and then the healthy self. And so we go into each of these parts in each um, session to understand and explore like, okay, how does this show up in my life? Hmm. What does this really look like as it plays out in my day to day? Or what does it make me think about from the past? And then there are tools there to help us lean in and support that part of us. So when we are getting to know the wounded part, there's a need there. And so what is it like to consider that we have needs and that our needs are valid and worthy of being met? And what are steps we can take to meet those needs? And then really giving space to this survivor part and the hustle and giving people an opportunity to say, okay, gosh, how does the hustle show up in my life? And oh shit, I did not think that was a hustle. I thought that was like a legit thing that I was doing and it was good. And it's like, yeah, it is so good. And it's over accommodating for this other fear that's happening. So we get to be with it with tenderness and compassion and, and find a more supportive way to reach that thing that we so desire. And then the healthy self. And this is what I think of as like the truth of our being, our essence, that part of us that knows we're good, that knows we're whole, that knows we're worthy. And the idea there is that we really want to strengthen and empower our healthy self to be driving the bus most, you know, most of the time, instead of getting hijacked by the survivor strategies, instead of getting hijacked by the wounds and the fears and false beliefs. Um, and so that's really what this video course walks participants through in just four sessions, along with these journal pages. And uh, it's really remarkable. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's pretty good. <laughs> I feel like it's so good just listening to you. How was it for you creating a digital course? Because I know a lot of people that are doing it right now, and it's a lot of work. How, how did it feel for you? Okay, yeah, it's a lot of work. It really is. And I made the decision to hire a videographer to mm -hmm. help me out. So Produco Films um, filmed this for me, edited it. And even then it was still a lot of work, but I was really grateful to have Evan's support in creating the videos. Something really interesting for me, and of course, this is the work I'm in, right? Personal growth and transformation. So just like when I do an event, it wakes up that part of me that is yeah. like, uh-oh, what if what I do doesn't really serve anybody? Um, I teach what I'm learning. And so as I was preparing for the filming of this, I was going through a lot of challenges in my second marriage. And the first time that Evan and I met to film the sessions, I could not remember anything I was supposed to say. I couldn't hold any of the phrases in my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't say to the camera, like, I have faced divorce and now I'm remarried. And it was right. like, but but what's happening right now? And in my own life, this hustle was coming up of like, how do I show him how much I love him? How do I do whatever I need to do to continue to nurture this marriage? And it, Evan and I decided that we needed to do a different filming day. And so between the first time we met together and the second time, it was that chance for me to turn inward and be like, all right, Rach, what is really going on here? 
what is it that you are really being called to do and how do you show up in this most authentically and honestly without having to pretend like you've got it all figured out and there are no more hiccups along the way. So what I want to tell your listeners is that the day that I went in to meet Evan the second time and produced the films, I felt so empowered and knowing my truth that this is an ongoing journey and that the way things are showing up now is how they're showing up now. And tomorrow they're going to show up differently. And my yes is to keep turning in. My yes is to keep leaning in, to keep showing up. So we got done filming and I went to meet my husband for a meeting that he called and he served me divorce papers. Oh my gosh. And, and so all that is to say that I get to keep leaning in. Like I get to keep facing those edges and those little splinters that are in there. And I get to gently pull them out with tenderness. And I get to gently turn towards myself and offer myself tenderness and compassion that I am also extending to everybody that I work with. And so that whatever it is that we're doing, if we're doing it well, it's going to keep working us. Like if we're really following that call in our lives to give and be in the world from this place of, um, of good and wanting good for others, it is completely natural and normal for it to stir up these little things in us. And what I think about that, you know, some people call them triggers. Ah, I was triggered. Ah, he's triggered. I don't want to trigger her. It's like, I think that triggers are really these sweet gifts from the universe that say, darling, you are ready to face this. It is coming up, not because anything is wrong or bad, but because this is your next step to live into your fullness. Thank you I so don't even much. Know, I don't know where, that was evidently just what needed to get said. No, I just, you know, I really appreciate you sharing your story. And I think that's just really, really helped so many people listening process this whole thing yeah gosh so you know this has been just such a wonderful conversation like I just feel like your energy and it's it's just wonderful and you know what is your favorite way to connect with people or how our listeners can support you uh so I am cultivating my appreciation for social media (laughs) I like the way you phrase that. that A little, <laughs> I, I used to say I have a love-hate relationship with social media, but I'm, I'm leaning in to what it is like to really allow myself to be seen and heard in what I'm doing. And so that is a great place for people to connect with me. I would love for you to follow me, to come check out what I'm doing as a way to just kind of dip in. Definitely check out my website, exerciseyoursoul.org. I am often updating content there. I blog on a regular basis and and the content is really rich and invites people into to take a look at what's going on with them. And then on my website, there are of course, all of the workshops that I have coming up, private coaching links, links to my book, the video series. So anything you want to find, you can access there, but definitely social media is a great place to 
find me, message me. I love connecting with anybody who is ready to, to wake up to the truth of their wholeness. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And we'll put all of everything into the show notes so people can connect with you. And then is there anything else you want to share before we go? Yeah, I think that it is to, to know that even if there's a part of you that wonders if you are good enough, if there is enough, if you are really worthy of having the life that you desire, if you just are good, if you're a good person, even if there's a part of you that wonders that, what I know is that you are, you are so good. You are so worthy of having the desires of your heart met. You are so worthy of living a wholehearted life and you don't have to do it alone. There is nothing that you need to magically know by yourself. There is no aha moment that you have to cultivate and generate for yourself that when you step into a space of um, yielding to the support that exists, that and that can look like private coaching, that can look like workshops, that can look like just connecting with people who love you, that we are actually our best selves when we're in relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't intended to be a solo job of, of finding our truth and our wholeness, that it's really meant to be something that we do in collaboration with others. Um, yeah. And so I guess I just want to remind people of that, that, that you're not alone. Yeah. Oh, that's so well said. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I know we will be staying in touch. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Event of Brush and in our private Facebook group where we continue this conversation. All of these details are listed in the episode notes. Your time is valuable and I appreciate that you spent it with me.